Now, I'm curious. What does a space ranger actually do? He's not a space ranger. He doesn't fight evil or, or shoot lasers or fly. Excuse me. Oh, impressive wingspan. Very good. Oh, what? What? These are plastic. He can't fly. They are a terillium carbonic alloy, and I can fly. No, you can't. Yes. I can. You can. 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 I tell you, I could fly around this room with my eyes closed. Okay, then, Mr. Lightbeer, prove it. All right, then I will. Stand back, everyone. To infinity and beyond! I found my moving buddy. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you. All right. All. Thank you. Toy Story. Yeah, Toy Story. It's a great movie. Toy Story. I'm, I'm so excited about this, guys. Growing up, Toy Story was one of my favorite movies. Any, can, is anybody else relating with that? Toy Story, one of your favorite movies? Man, there's only a few people. I'm surprised. Man. Okay, before we get too far into this, we got to do this. Get out your unopened cans of soda on three. All right. <laughs> Toy Story. Okay, easily one of my favorite movies of all time. Toy Story is such a good movie. Um, but before we dive deep into the theology and doctrine of Toy Story, um, I just have a couple of announcements. First of all, I just want to say that uh, tomorrow, me and my wife, Caitlin, are going to be leaving on a week-long trip. Um, we're going to Michigan. It's going to be a lot of fun for us. But that means we won't be here next week. I know, I'm gonna miss you, I'm gonna miss you guys so much. You guys will have the honor of having Pastor Aaron speak. He's gonna be bringing the next, he's gonna be bringing the message next week. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I wish I could tell you which movie he's doing, but the fact is he has no idea what he's doing yet. And so I have confidence that he will figure it out between now and then. But it's gonna be really good. I am absolutely going to listen to the podcast episode afterwards to catch up on what I missed out. And so I mentioned my wife a second ago, and we just wanted to make a quick announcement to you guys, but she is actually pregnant. So, yeah. This is, I'm not old, so this is obviously our first one, but we are very excited, as you can probably imagine. Um, we don't know if it's a boy or a girl yet, but hopefully those details will come very soon. So if you guys could keep us in your prayers throughout this process, this is obviously very new for us, and it's, uh, it could be potentially challenging, but we are very excited. So we'll give you guys updates as we progress. But before we get into the actual message, um, I just want to start off by praying. And I just want to say prayer, there's, there's a reason why I pray before each message, because, you know, there's something about prayer. It's, it's not, I was thinking about this this week, it's not getting God on board with our plans for tonight. But it's in fact our own selves submitting the night to God. 
right? It's, it's, there's a slight difference there. It's not getting God to sign off on our plans for the evening. It's submitting our will for God's plans. And so I'd just like to invite you guys to do that with me as we submit our own wills to God for this evening. So if you just pray with me, Father, we just submit our will to you tonight. Have your way in this place. Speak through me what you want to speak. And let's get together and let's get closer to you through this. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. 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 All right, I imagine most of you guys have seen Toy Story, um, but I'm just going to recap it really quick for you guys. I'm not going to spoil anything. But Toy Story is primarily centered around a cowboy doll named Woody. And Woody has a great thing going in his room. Uh, he's, a, he's owned by Andy. Woody's got a great thing going. He's, he's, got, he's got power. He's got charm. He's got charisma. He's got all those things. He's even got, he's even got love. He's got a, a girlfriend and Bo Peep. Like, he's, he's got it all in the bedroom. Buzz believes, no, Woody, uh, it's threatened by Buzz, the new action figure space ranger that comes in and begins to steal everyone's hearts. So the thing about Buzz, though, is he believes he's the real deal. He believes he can fly. He believes he's a space ranger. He believes all these things. So Buzz and Woody are clashing the entire movie, and everything that Woody has is threatened by Buzz. And so to kick us off, we're going to play one of the iconic scenes from Toy Story of the moment when Buzz enters the room. So let's check it out. Let's watch. Oh, uh, Mr. Lightyear, uh, now I'm curious. What does a space ranger actually do? He's not a space ranger. He doesn't fight evil or, or shoot lasers or fly. Excuse me. Oh, impressive wingspan. Very good. Oh, what? What? These are plastic. He can't fly. They are a terillium carbonic alloy, and I can fly. No, you can't. <laughs> yes. I can. You can. 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 I tell you, I could fly around this room with my eyes closed. Okay, then, Mr. Lightbeer, prove it. All right, then I will. Stand back, everyone. To infinity and beyond! I found my moving buddy. Uh, thank you. Thank, thank you all. Thank you. That wasn't flying. That was falling with style. Man, the dolls must really go for you. Can you teach me that? <laughs> Golly, Bob, howdy. Oh, shut up. You know, in a couple of days, everything will be just the way it was. They'll see. They'll see. All right, so Buzz believes, he believes he can fly. And... He pulls it off with just complete and utter confidence, and somehow it works. And so, has anyone ever done something with that just utter confidence that just ended up working out? Anybody? I know it's a very specific scenario. Okay, there's actually a lot of hands. Okay, so there's a story in the Bible about the Israelites. It's a group of people, the Israelites, and the Israelites are demanding God for a king to rule over them. And so something we have to remember about the Israelites is that before this moment, they had a series of judges. And I did some research, and judges 
were temporary rulers with the sole task of delivering Israel out of a different kingdom. And so the, they, were ta- they were temporary rulers, and they kind of united the people together to get through a problem, and then they kind of either stepped down or they were mixed up in some corruption. And so the problem with Israel is they were in a vicious cycle of sin and repentance. I actually have an image of the cycle on screen for us here. It's a little bit hard to read, but it says Israel rebels, God disciplines them, Israel repents, and then God sends a judge to deliver them, and then they rebel, and then God disciplines them, and then Israel repents. They're in this vicious cycle. And so after many years and years of this, of sinning and then repenting and then delivering and then judges and all that, Israel demands a permanent king with a monarchy. And we're going to pick up the story. I don't have it on screen, but we'll pick up the story in 1 Samuel chapter 8. It says, so the elders of Israel gathered together. So they got all the leaders, got all the elders together. And they came to Samuel and they said to him, you are old. Your sons don't live as you do. So appoint a king to lead us. We want a king just like the kings the other nations have. Samuel was not pleased when they said, give us a king to lead us. So he prayed to God. So Samuel, he's upset. He doesn't like their request. He thinks that's not what they should be doing. So Samuel prays to God. And then here's what God says. He says, listen to everything that people are saying to you. You are not the one they have rejected. I am the one that they have rejected as their king. They are doing just as they've always done. They've deserted me and they've served other gods. They have done that from the time I brought them out of Egypt to this day. Now they're deserting you as well. Let them have what they want. But give them a strong warning. Let them know that the king who rules over them, what will be expected from them? And a key passage stood out to me as I was reading that. And it said, Israel wanted a king just like the other nations around them had. Israel was supposed to be the set-apart holy nation of God. The whole point of Israel being holy was that God was their king. And Israel turned back to God once, turned back to God once again. And they weren't asking for a king because they didn't have one. They were asking for a different king because they didn't like how God ruled. That's the, that's the key thing. And again, the troubling thing is they want a king just like the other nations have. Israel was supposed to be set apart. They felt deep inside of them that they needed a human king. They felt deep inside of them that the ways that God, were, the ways that God was handling it was wrong. And so here's my main thoughts tonight is that just because something feels like the right thing to do doesn't automatically make it the right thing to do. Just because something, just because you believe something is the right way to handle a situation doesn't mean, automatically mean that that is the right way. It could be, but it's not a guarantee. And so this shows us a truth that can change everything in our life, that despite how we feel, there is an overarching absolute truth that goes over that. And so you can believe something to be true, but just because you believe it to be true doesn't mean it's true automatically. And just like we, our friend Buzz Light here, that he believes and feels and legitimately thinks that he's a space ranger, but just because he has that conviction doesn't automatically mean that that is the truth. And so I've got two points tonight, and my first point is this, is that sincere beliefs do not equal truth. Sincere beliefs do not equal truth. You can have a sincere belief about a situation, but that doesn't make your belief reality. You can have a real legitimate, valid, sincere thought about a situation, but that doesn't mean it is reality. And so a lot of you guys have heard this before, but what does it feel, to, what does it feel like to be wrong 
but you don't know that you're wrong yet. It feels like being right. What does it feel when you are wrong about a situation, but you don't know that you're wrong? It feels like you are right. And so when we look at the character of Buzz, he, look, he sincerely felt that he was a space ranger and that he could fly, but it doesn't take him long, about halfway through the movie, to realize the folly of his situation. So let's catch up and see where Buzz is at now. Let's watch. Buzz Lightyear, do you read me? Buzz Lightyear responding, read you loud and clear. Buzz Lightyear, planet Earth needs your help. On the way. Buzz Lightyear, the world's greatest superhero now, the world's greatest toy. Buzz has it all, blocking wrist communicator. It's okay, you're allowed to cry. This is church. This is church. I know. I know. I know, it's sad. It's sad. It's really sad. <laughs> so funny. That's, that's kind of more good. He lost his arm. Oh, okay. <laughs> that kind of scared me, actually. <laughs> oh, man, that's terrifying. Okay. <laughs> so, Buzz couldn't fly. He couldn't fly. And here's the thing, the Israelites believed that they needed a king. That's what they believed. But the truth was that Samuel was saying is they needed a Messiah. They didn't need a king, they needed a savior. Samuel warned them of everything a king would do. They would take, take their land, they would demand a tax, raise taxes. The king would just have free reign to do whatever he felt like, but the Israelites insisted because they felt like it was the right decision for them to do. They believed that this was the way to go. And so the first king over Israel was King Saul. And just like in the first scene we watched where Buzz Lightyear flew and it worked out, when King Saul was king, 
Israel saw a time of prosperity. They won wars. They did all these things. But soon they began to see the folly and believing that their own way was the best way. Where King Saul ended up becoming corrupt. You know, we ended up, we, if we know the story of the Bible, we end up seeing that David ends up having to become anointed to take over King Saul because of how corrupt he was. It was everything, at the first it was everything they dreamed of and more, but just because they thought it was the right way to go, just because they believed it was the right way to go doesn't mean it was. In 1 Corinthians 6, 12, it says, it's true that our freedom allows us to do anything, but that doesn't mean that everything we do is good for us. I'm free to do as I choose, but I choose to never be enslaved by anything. Some have said, I eat to live and I live to eat. I, I don't know, I feel like that sometimes. I eat to live, I live to eat, but God will do away with it all. And so when we see the character of Buzz, we see that this is what he believed was the right thing to do, but it didn't occur to him until it's too late that he found out that it was wrong. And so, but Buzz is not the only character in our story. We also have the character of Woody. And I would say Woody had some deceptions of his own. You see, like I said, Woody was king of all the toys. You know, he had the power, he had the charisma, he led them all. Um, but when Buzz came, he felt his power threatened. And so Woody shows us the second thing we need to learn tonight that's very similar, but I believe there's a distinct difference, and that's this, is sincere emotions do not equal truth. The sincere emotions don't equal truth. I believe our feelings are bad sensors of what reality is. Feelings are bad sensors of what reality is. But first thing I want to say before we get into that is that our feelings are very useful and are very valid. I never want to take that away from anybody, that you, what, your feelings are valid and are useful. You know, God created feelings for a reason. If you're feeling pain or hurt or loneliness or anger, I don't want to take, I don't want to invalidate those feelings at all. And especially talking to the men here, because we are taught to not feel those feelings. I don't know, I don't, at least for me, I was, that's what I was taught, that our feelings weren't valid. We've been told to suck it up, to get over it, that it's not mainly to feel anything but apathy and anger, right? But I just want to say that our feelings are valid as well. And here's something that we need to remember. I've heard this illustration used before, but a good way to look at our feelings is, it is they are a check engine light, but not the engine itself. Our feelings are the check engine light, but not the, feeling, not the engine ourself. Um, I had a car before where the check engine light was just constantly on. Does anybody else relate with that? The check engine light was just constantly on. No matter what I did, I couldn't fix it. And the thing with the check engine light is it's a warning saying, hey, there's, there, there might be something wrong with the engine. And so we can either respect that and look into the problem or just completely ignore it. And so imagine how crazy would it be if the check engine light came on in our car, and so we took it to the mechanic and told the mechanic, hey, don't check the engine, just take out the bulb from the light so I don't see that anymore. That'd be, that'd be pretty wild. Like, we wouldn't do that. That's there for a reason. And I've heard it said before that our feelings are the same thing. You don't want to just get rid of them because it's saying something might be wrong with the engine, which is our heart. And so another illustration I've heard about this is think of your feelings like a four-year-old child, which I think I can at least relate with that a little bit. Um, the four-year-old child that you need to take in the car. And there's two things you would not do with that child. You would not let the child sit in the driver's seat and drive the car, but you also wouldn't throw the child in the trunk, 
right? That would be bad. And the same thing applies with their feelings. We need, the child needs to sit in the seat behind us where it's respected, but it's not given full control and power. And so when we feel any sort of emotion, it's important to understand that our feelings of the situation are not the truth about the situation, but it's just a warning or a check engine light about the situation. That if we're feeling loneliness or depression, that's not necessarily the reality of the situation. It's just saying, hey, there could be a problem here. Let's fix it. If the check engine light is on, you need to check the problem. If you're feeling angry about a situation, the feelings, the thoughts that you get from the feelings aren't necessarily reality. It's just saying, hey, there's something wrong with your heart. Let's fix it. And again, they're, I don't want to invalidate them because they are valid and useful, but we just need to make sure they are not taking control of our life. And this applies to a lot of things. If you're feeling self-conscious about yourself, check your engine, check your heart, check your thoughts. It's not, a, it's not an invalid feeling. It's just saying, hey, let's check the problem. And so just because we think it or feel it doesn't automatically mean it is true or accurate. Just because we think or feel something doesn't automatically mean it's true or accurate. Again, it might be, but it's not a default. And so we're looking back at Woody, and Woody, again, we're looking, he's feeling threatened, he's feeling angry, he's feeling self subconscious about the situation that he's in, so he takes his feelings and takes it to drastic measures. So let's see what happens next. Pizza Planet? Oh, cool! Go wash your hands. One toy? Will Andy pick me? Don't count on it! Oh! Trouble. Trouble? Where? Down there. Just down there. A helpless toy. He's trapped, Buzz. Then we've no time to lose. I don't see anything. Uh, he's there. Just, just keep looking. Mr. Potato Head to you, you backstabbing murderer. Now, it was an accident, guys. Come on. Now, you you gotta believe me. We believe you, Woody. 
Right, Rex? Well, yeah, no, I don't like confrontations. Where is your honor, dirtbag? You are an absolute disgrace. You don't deserve to hate. Couldn't handle Buzz cutting in on your playtime, could you, Woody? Didn't want to face the fact that Buzz just might be Andy's new favorite toy. So you got rid of him. Well, what if Andy starts playing with me more, Woody, huh? You're gonna knock me out of the window, too? I don't think we should give him the chance. Harry and Ben, drag him! Let's string him up by his pull string. I got gifts on his head. Would you boys stop it? Tackle him! No, 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 wait, 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 I can explain everything. Hey, Mom, be right down. I've got to get Buzz. All right, so things got tense really quick once Woody started allowing his emotions to take control. And the main point tonight is just because you think it or feel it doesn't automatically mean it is true or accurate. And again, that doesn't mean it's not true or accurate. It's just not the default. And so we need to look tonight at what to look towards for reality. And to do that, let's look to the Bible. In John 8, it says, So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And the, the, the wordings there are critical. The word truth doesn't mean the Bible in the actual Greek. It just means reality. You'll know the reality of our situation. And the reality will set us free from the deceptions or the potential lies that we have been believing about ourselves or about God or other people. And so wrap this up tonight. I'm going to invite the worship team to come on up. And I want to leave you guys with this. The closer you get to the kingdom of heaven, the closer you get to reality. The closer you get to what the kingdom of heaven looks like, the closer you will get to the reality of the situation that we're in. And so we need to ask ourselves these questions. What does the kingdom of heaven say about my situation? What does the kingdom of heaven say about myself? It says that I am loved, that I am chosen, that I am my father's son. It says that I have been made for a purpose. What does it say about my situation? It says that the impossible situation is possible through God. It says that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And once we begin to realize these truths about ourselves, the Bible says that this reality will set us free. Once we begin to realize the reality of our situation and look towards the kingdom of heaven, towards our source, then we will be set free by the lies that we've been believing about ourselves. Because our thoughts, our beliefs, and our emotions could be wrong. Our thoughts and beliefs about our emotions, about our situations could be wrong. And the truth is tonight, if, they, if you're feeling unloved or lonely or depressed, the thing to look towards is the kingdom of heaven because those things can't stand in the presence of God. And so let's all stand up tonight as we close here. And this is our time to respond to the message that we've heard. That I want to challenge each and every one of us here tonight that if you're struggling with believing lies about yourself or about the life that you live or, the, or your family or God, then let's look towards the kingdom of heaven together and let's find the reality of the situation because we will be set free by it. So let's pray together tonight. Just Father, I ask that you reveal to us, that you open up our eyes to what the kingdom of heaven looks like. That you open up our eyes to the reality that we live in. Because Jesus, you have good words to say to us that your thoughts and your plans for our lives are good and better than we could ever imagine. So Father, I pray.
that you reveal the reality of our situations, that you give us heaven's eyes, that you give us a kingdom perspective that can shake the foundations of our life. So Father, open up our eyes tonight. Right now, I'd like to ask the prayer teams to come on down. And during this last worship song, if you are struggling with anything we've said about tonight or just anything in general, I want to invite you to come up and get prayer because it's important to agree with somebody in the spirit. But let's all worship tonight together and let's see the reality of the situations that we live in.